Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Rishi Sunak is to weaken some of the government's key green commitments in a major policy shift. The Prime Minister reckons it's possible to meet 2050 net zero carbon emissions goals, but in a more proportionate way. With an eye on a general election expected next year, the Prime Minister risks triggering a feud with Conservative Party members who are progressive on green issues. His speech late on Wednesday afternoon was pushed forward after a leak to the BBC. Suggested major updates include delaying a ban on sales of new petrol and diesel cars and phasing out gas boilers. Initially there wasn't tons of detail, but Home Secretary Swala Bravman warned against arbitrary and punitive targets. Speaking on LBC, Bravman could not specifically explain how, as it's claimed, the targets would bankrupt Britons, but argued that taxpayers and people's household budgets should take priority before tackling the existential threat from climate change. To find out more, the Leader Podcast is joined by Luke Murphy, Associate Director for Energy and Climate at the Institute for Public public policy research think tank. Luke, what do we know so far without breaking news on Wednesday morning for the net zero 2050 plan? So what the seems to have been leaked so far is that the government is planning to significantly weaken some of the key net zero policies that are in place to deliver that net zero 2050 target that the government has had since it was passed in legislation under Theresa May. There was a number of measures seemingly proposed in, in the leak. I think there are three key ones that are worth highlighting. First is the proposal to push back the ban on the sale of the new petrol and diesel cars, which is currently set to come into force in 2030. Secondly, to weaken the plan to phase out the installation of gas boilers by 2035, and also uh, for homeowners and landlords to be told that there will be no new energy efficiency regulations on homes. Now, the government seems to be saying that it won't weaken or resile from the net zero 2050 target. But the truth is, these policies are all absolutely central to delivering that. You can't have one without the other. So this is a significant weakening of the government's net zero ambition. And what about Swella Braverman's strong words that the current course risks bankrupting the country? In the long run, clean energy and clean tech, electric cars, heat pumps, and all this new technology will save consumers money. It will generate economic value in the economy. It is the growth opportunity of the 21st century. And what the government is doing is is undermining that. Electric cars are already making savings of £600 a year on average compared to the petrol equivalent. Homes with better insulation, heat pumps and electric vehicles are experiencing energy price inflation that is a third lower than homes that are dependent 
dependent on fossil fuels. And we know that renewable energy is far, far cheaper than gas. The truth is what the government is proposing to do is roll back its plans to save the planet and contribute to, to bankrupting the country. It's almost the exact opposite of the position that the government is, is taking. And was there any further concrete policy detail from the initial leak? Well, there doesn't seem to be. So certainly, I mean, obviously it was leaked. So we, we look forward to the Prime Minister's speech. But what is clear, I mean, one of the main uh, announcements is around this 2030 ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel vehicles. What you've seen is uh, Ford, the, the car company, come out and say that actually what business needs from the UK government at the moment is ambition, commitment and consistency. And actually this would undermine all three. Car manufacturers are investing heavily in the future in the shift to EV electric vehicles with the anticipation that this target was going to be in place by 2030. This will do nothing but undermine the confidence of business and investors in the UK and UK PLC, ensuring that the growth and the benefits of this transition will go elsewhere rather than here in the UK for what is seemingly some short-term political gain, which I don't even think will actually come off because this, this won't actually be popular with the public. Why is the government doing this now? And where does the government pushing back the combustion engine sales by five years leave car drivers? The government is doing it, I believe, because they think they can make some kind of political dividing line with the opposition. However, what it's actually going to do in practice is going to create more uncertainty for the car manufacturers and investors. It means that those that are thinking about buying and shifting to a new electric vehicle will be left wondering, well, is the government is committed to rolling out the charging network that we need across the country? But crucially, it will also mean higher prices. What we have seen with other technologies like offshore wind is dramatic falls in the cost of these technologies. And you only have that by having certain stable policies in place. If you don't have that and you undermine investment, then you're going to see prices remain higher than they should be. And things like fewer electric vehicles coming onto the secondhand car market, for example, which is where many low to middle income households buy their cars. This is bad news for the motorist in the UK because EVs are cheaper over the course of their lifetime and are only going to get cheaper. And this reversal will ensure that they are more expensive than they need to be in the years to come. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, how will this major conservative move on environment policy impact a general election? Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Luke, what's your view on Rishi Sunak's claim the government can achieve its green goals in a better, more proportionate way? Of course, there are different ways to reach net zero and to do so in a way that is even more beneficial to the consumer. But what the government is proposing or seemingly proposing does not look better and does not look more proportionate. It will lead to higher bills for consumers, less investment in the British economy, lost uh, potential in terms of future jobs and undermining our environment. I mean, it's a bit like running half an hour late for a meeting and saying that you can only get there in a better way by stopping to, to eat a Big Mac meal. It's frankly, not 
accountants. As Ford has said, you know, we need that ambition, commitment and consistency. And the relaxation of these measures will undermine all three of those things. So what the government looks like it's proposing doesn't look better or more proportionate. It looks like it's worse on all counts from the environment to the economy to consumers. How's this going to play in those Tory marginals, particularly those that are being targeted by the Lib Dems? I think what the government is, it's a misreading of the public. It's not just an economic misstep and an environmental one. It's also a political one. The overwhelming majority of the public, we know over three quarters of the voters support the UK's net zero targets. More than half of all voters have said that they think the government should be doing more to tackle climate change. And crucially, this support and belief that the government isn't doing enough is shared by swing voters, voters in the red wall, voters in the blue wall, and by conservative and Labour voters alike. Whatever age you are, wherever you are, whatever your voting intention, overwhelming the public want to see more ambitious action of climate. Now, of course, they want it to be fair, but what the government is proposing will make absolutely no difference to that. It will just create more uncertainty. So in truth, I think this will prove to be a political misstep and actually undermine public support from voters at at the next election. And what do we know about Labour's pre-election environment pledges? They've committed to a £6 billion investment in home retrofit. They've committed to investing in some of our carbon intensive industries, such as steel, to help them transition. Uh, They've announced a national wealth fund proposing to commit significant funds to ensure that, like the United States and like Europe, the UK is investing in in the, the clean energy technologies of the future so that we can actually make some of the benefits of this. Now, we'll need to see other detail from the opposition when they bring forward their manifesto and you know, there is plenty of detail still to be worked out, but they have those things. They also have the clean energy 2030 target uh, committing to a clean power system by then as well. So I do think the Labour Party has ambitious proposals. Of course, there's more detail to be worked out. But what we had hoped was that they would be building on with their policies, what the Conservatives government had already committed to, and indeed that the Conservative Party for the next election would be seeking to build on that as well. But the Conservative Party seems to be kind of, well, Rishi Sunak at the moment seems to be, uh, rather than going further, seems to be putting the UK into reverse gear. Do you think all this U-turning would have been harder or not possible before Brexit? In truth, it depends what policies you're talking about there. The government has committed post-Brexit to not water down its environmental commitments, That although there was the recent controversy around the uh, what was called the, the nutrient neut- neutrality rules, which was about the level of pollution that new developments could pass off into to rivers, etc., which was seen as a watering down of that commitment. I don't actually think on some of these measures it would have made that much difference if the UK had been in the, the EU or not. But I think the whole point of those that believed uh, in Brexit and it was was to make the most of the economic opportunities of it. The green transition is one of those things where we could be leading. We could be investing in the clean technologies of the future, having more ambitious targets, bringing more investment here, creating jobs and benefits for our consumers. But the government really seems to be taking the opposite approach and using it to go slower. more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Thursday at 4pm. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 